Welcome to An Elephant for Breakfast with weekly podcasts that are meant to help folks find new perspectives, bright spots, some happiness, with a little humor here and there, in what often feels like a chaotic world. Hey, I'm Bob Jones. These broadcasts are based on my bi-weekly column at chaplainusa.org. You can find me there on pages called Robert Jones Journal, but sometimes the podcast will meander away from what I've published there into, well, let's just say other areas. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Episode 65 explores the ever-increasing risk of loneliness to our health and well-being. Physical distancing and staying at home have complicated an already serious problem. We each have the power to overcome the loneliness contagion. It requires the development of meaningful relationships and connecting beyond our four walls. Even as quarantines, physical distancing, and other measures have been put in place and practiced to protect us, they also have created a dangerous uptick in loneliness. Domestic violence, situational depression, substance abuse, and suicide have risen to cause a side-by-side epidemic. Extreme loneliness was already referred to as the loneliness contagion two years ago when I first penned a resource for chaplainusa.org. The recent coronavirus measures have only intensified an already critical situation. A PhD from the University of Chicago believes it's spreading from person to person like a disease. Though experienced inordinately among millennials, it's increasing across the generations. So where is this loneliness coming from? Dr. Shannon Monet says that we live in an era of individualism, disinvestment in social safety nets, declines in social cohesion, and increased loneliness. Isolation due to lots of time spent on social media sites while glued to cell phones is one of the reasons for decreasing real-life interactions and what's being called the fear of missing out. Though there are multiple chatting contacts, swapping of photos and other kinds of interaction, people are feeling lonelier than ever. This is strikingly similar to the social isolation commonly known as an experience affecting the elderly due to decreased mobility and loss of friends and partners. Despite the fact that younger people have massive quantities of friends online, this increasing loneliness stems from a decreasing quality of relationships. In other words, a person may have lots of friends, but still find that their needs for social contact are not being met. We have a fundamental need to belong. This is what gives life meaning. In order to feel a sense of belonging, there must be the presence of an authentic as opposed to virtual relationship. They must be based on mutual caring responses in which we feel loved and valued. It's also necessary to have frequent interactions with other people. Loneliness diminishes or disappears when we feel like we matter. D.H. Lawrence once wrote this, I am not a mechanism, an assembly of various sections, and it is not that the mechanism is working wrongly that I am ill. I am ill because of wounds to the soul, 
to the deep emotional self, and the wounds to the soul take a long, long time. Only time can help and patience and a certain difficult repentance, long, difficult repentance, a realization of life's mistake and the freeing oneself from the endless repetition of the mistake which mankind at large has chosen to sanctify. Dr. Corinne Gerwey has done extensive research on what she calls the extreme state. Her research shows that loneliness can be a predominant feeling which is responsible for igniting addiction and chronic relapse. Her book, The Orchestration of Joy and Suffering, explores the relationship between childhood experiences resulting in extreme feelings and subsequent behaviors that relieve or diminish the intensity of those feelings. She demonstrates that the behavior patterns, including addiction, can persist throughout a lifetime. Dr. Gerwey found that when loneliness is experienced in the extreme or for long durations, that the brain begins to search for relief found in behaviors. Neuronal pathways provide quick solutions to resolve or lessen the intensity of the feeling. Even behaviors which have proven to be destructive, such as drug and alcohol abuse, are repeated and repeated. It's a cycle that feeds on itself. For example, one set of behaviors that result from loneliness is isolating oneself. It would seem counterintuitive, yet is one of the most common responses. As a person withdraws from the world, isolates and avoid, they become even lonelier and more likely to use substances for relief. Is it any wonder that powerful opioids, which practically eliminate physical and emotional pain and suffering, are being used to combat chronic loneliness? Loneliness is killing us. It's been reported by Richard Lang, MD of Cleveland Clinic, that loneliness affects 60 million Americans and that chronic loneliness poses a serious health risk. New research suggests that loneliness and social isolation are as much a threat to health as obesity and smoking cigarettes. It can impair cognitive performance. Loneliness is one of the feelings most associated with suicide. Socializing and interacting with people is a basic human need. If social needs are not met, a person can start to feel lonely, which leads to depression and possibly suicidal thoughts. Finally, studies show that loneliness increases the risk for early death by 45% and the chance of developing dementia in later life by 64%. There seems to be no doubt that loneliness is an epidemic, a contagion, and one of the most serious health risks facing us today. I once counseled a young man who was suffering from intense loneliness. He had just started his freshman year at a local college and had changed from a happy, confident, outgoing high schooler to an isolated, self-conscious, and anxiety-ridden guy. All of his friends had gone away to other schools, and he was the only one left behind. There were no more service clubs or sports teams in his life. His studies were going nowhere. Jeff was considering suicide. It was not that he was alone. He had a roommate, lived in a busy dorm, joined an intramural football squad, and was attending church on campus. He was as busy as he could be, but there were no real quality personal or community relationships. He might as well have been a hermit for the overwhelming loneliness he was experiencing. Jeff's situation is not uncommon. Senior citizens who retire from their life's work know well 
what he was going through. Folks who relocate to another part of the country for great work opportunities understand it. Suddenly, what I call a people life becomes vacant. The answers cannot be found by busying oneself. For Jeff and all the lonely people, the solution lies in connecting and creating personal relationships to belonging to a meaningful community. A feeling of being understood and valued creates a closeness as being craved in loneliness. This closeness doesn't have to be something that happens randomly or by accident. For Jeff, we connected with a religious fraternal organization on campus. He joined and was embraced by the new members. He had a family of friends. He also began attending AA meetings at a nearby community center. There, he found other people who were struggling just like him. The members met for coffee and had frequent social events. His loneliness faded into oblivion, and it was as simple as that. As we rejoin and reopen, it's important to reconnect. Community is within our control to create. The contagion or epidemic of loneliness can be mitigated, just like COVID-19. We have the power to help others find the way out of loneliness, and that power is found in real relationships. up the rice in the church where a wedding has been lives in a dream waits at the window wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door who is it for all the lonely people where do they all come from all the lonely people where do they all belong Mackenzie, writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near, look at him working, darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care, all the lonely people? Where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? Well, that wraps it up for this week. Thanks for joining us. Come back and listen again. Till then, fair winds and following seas. I'll find you in the morning sun And when the night is new I'll be looking at 
kamu But I'll be seeing you I'll be seeing you I'll be seeing you